We come to this place for magic. We come to pop pull review, to laugh, to cry, to drink. Because we need that, all of us. That indescribable feeling we get when we hit the play button and go somewhere we've never been before. Sound that I can feel. Somehow, heartbreak feels good in a place like this. Not just entertained, but somehow reborn. Together. Pop Poor Review. We make movie podcasts better. I said I want the truth. She's my sister. She's my daughter. My sister, my daughter. I said I want the truth. She's my sister and my daughter. Welcome back, everyone. Have you popped open a beer or pour yourself a glass of wine yet? Because you're listening to Pop Poor Review with Jimmy Chico. Hi, Kelly Gong. Hi. And myself, Matt Chico. We are the movie podcast where we journey through the IMDb Top 250 list. If you don't have a drink yet, you can try today's inspired drink based off number 157, Chinatown. Just a disclaimer, this is the number it is at at the time of our recording, uh, so it might be different when you listen to us. The drink is also called Chinatown. Oh, very, uh, very unique. Well, do you have anything better? I was trying to think. Could have been the... the uh, the um exactly the, sis- the water the sister dam. daughter i thought about doing because it, it I, I was like was drinks that look like water the, the sister daughter <laughs> i don't like that <laughs> that's gross i don't like that so it makes a sound no um yeah i was gonna do something like water but i was like water and power department like, eh, doesn't sound good so anyway the drink is called chinatown it is vodka rum and sprite as i was saying number 157 chinatown number ni- uh not number 1974 Came out in 1974, director Roman Polanski. Let's just put a disclaimer out here. If we like the directing, we don't like Roman Polanski. Just for disassociating the two together. Um, writer Robert Town and Roman Polanski, starring Jack Nicholson and Faye Dunaway. IMDb rating is 8.2. Rotten Tomato score compared to that is critics 99%, audiences 93%. Letterbox is 4.3 out of 5. Box office. Uh, domestic 23.2 million, 143.1 adjusted for inflation. Worldwide 29.2, 180.1 million adjusted for inflation. Oscars, a, a good amount. They won Best Original Screenplay. They were nominated for Best Picture. Actor for Jack Nicholson, actress for Faye Dunaway. Director, cinematography, production design, costume design, best sound, best editing, and best score. I was like, why didn't they only won one? But then I saw what movie they were going up against and. It made more sense. Do you what know were what? they going up against? The Godfather Part Two. Oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, okay, well, you know, I didn't look it up, and and uh, the one original screenplay. That, well, no, well, Godfather was adapted, so that's why. It that's won. what I'm saying. Did this one original? Yeah. Well, that's why because the Godfather wasn't nominated. So. The, that and I was, and I don't think it was nominated for score. Something else won score, but I was kind of surprised about that. That I did really enjoy. But didn't um, you just say original score? I did, it didn't it was nominated didn't oh, oh. but it wasn't Godfather wasn't eligible I, it wasn't in the category for that, that kind of sucks what who, who won original score that year let me tell you only saying because I actually like the well, score for this is like my oh favorite I'm sorry part. it's I, I lied because I would there's two separate score categories back in 1974 um Godfather part two did win against Chinatown what was I thinking oh the the actors had nothing to do with um godfather that's what it was it was like a movie called harry and tonto and then alice doesn't live here anymore oh i saw alice doesn't live here anymore. yeah th- those um yeah exactly so those are the ones that won did they not have were most of them supporting in godfather 2 i think so okay that might be why um anyway let's move to shotgun facts is that laugh for you Kelly? well <laughs> <laughs> yes okay 
Um, Jimmy, let's go first with you. What is your shotgun fact for Chinatown? So at one point, Roman Polanski and Jack Nicholson got into such a heated argument that Polanski smashed Nicholson's portable television with a mop. Nicholson used the television to watch the L.A. Lakers basketball games and kept stalling shooting. Now, apparently from the trivia I've read, Roman Polanski did not like his two leads. No. No. Um, is Faye Dunaway part of your shotgun fact? Absolutely not. Okay. Well, no, because I, I think what I read about the two of them, Roman Polanski and Faye Dunaway, was like wild. Like he was pulling her hair. He was making fun of her. She threw her urine at him. Oh, I've heard that. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, but like, I think he wanted to work with Jack Nicholson, which made no sense. He must be one of those directors like, where you don't want to, you want to work with him. And then once you work with him, it's like, David well, like they actively, like, no. they wanted this is they actively search for a project for them to work exactly. on, and they chose this. But it's just like weird the way that it turned, it turned out. out. Yeah, Kelly, your shotgun fact. My shotgun fact isn't really is a fact, but spoiler alert: in this movie, they find out that Catherine, who's there's a character Catherine who they think is a mistress, but in reality, it's Faye Dunaway's daughter sister. Okay. <laughs> and in real life, Jack Nicholson. That happened to Jack Nicholson. Oh, yeah, I did read that. So Jack Nicholson hit who he thought was his sister for like literally like almost 40 years of his life was actually his mother. And he only found that out shortly after this movie was released. I wonder if they like told that to him because like they knew the plot and they're like, surprise. Oh, they were just like, oh, you have to know. Like <laughs> He's like, I can, I can, uh, I can, I can, um, you know, you can get there. <laughs> you can do it, Jimmy. I, 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 I want to say contemplate, but that's not the right word. Uh, I can relate. Okay, I can relate. Okay, no there one helped me at all. Well, I didn't know what you were trying to I, say. Yeah, I don't know what. What were you trying to do? Jack Nicholson was like, "I can relate. Don't worry." But there was no the link. The the link relate was not and working. contemplate. They end the same way. So that was what was screwing. That me means up. absolutely nothing that we can help you with. Um, and then mine is there was a rumor that this was the first part of a planned trilogy written by Robert Town about J um Jake. Giddies, or is that how you pronounce his last name? Gits or whatever. Giddy, I think. I think it's Giddies. They Gitties? said Giddies, and then the I think the only person who called him Gits was um the the Cross. Yeah. Yeah. So it was about uh, Jake Gits in Los Angeles. The second part, the two Jakes, uh, that which came out in 1990, was directed by Jack Nicholson. The supposed third part never existed, as later confirmed by the writer. However, certain elements and details of the story would later end up in Who Framed Roger Rabbit, which was a film noir spoof. An homage to Chinatown. Interesting. Maybe that's why Who Framed Roger well, Rabbit was so good. I can see it. No, yeah. I see where it, it is. It's very similar to Chinatown when you really kind of think about it. It has those like noir detective vibes and stuff like that. But those are the shotgun facts. Jimmy, now that we have some information about the movie, please give us a summary about the movie. In 1937, private investigator and expert in adultery cases, Jack Giddies, runs a successful business. Then, all of a sudden, a cryptic blonde walks into his office, convinced that her husband, Hollis Mulray, the chief engineer for the Los Angeles Department of Water and Power, is having an affair. And just like that, Giddies finds himself entangled in a murky case of deceit and murder. As a result, corrupt government officials and murderous henchmen are after Giddies for sticking his nose into, the, into an elaborate and dangerous conspiracy. And as if that wasn't enough, Jake is now starting to believe that he's been had. However, in this thorny case, almost everyone has a skeleton in the closet. Can Giddies get to the bottom of it before it's too late? And to leave us on suspense, we'll be right back. 
Hi, I'm Nate. And I'm Andrew. And we are the hosts of Two Beards Please podcast. I asked him if he'd ever done this before. He said that he had. So you're asking these questions while you're on the operating table? Just before we start, right. So you didn't think to ask these questions nah, like in a consultation visit? I really or didn't care. I just wanted lines. to prolong the hot knife cauterization <laughs> as long as I could. I also had some adults come to my door, not with kids. Did you give them candy? I did. What's wrong with you? What's they deserve apples. <laughs> <laughs> it's my favorite comedy movie that I could think of in four hours when some idiot says, what's your favorite four comedy movies of all time? <laughs> okay. This beardy is based on a limited amount of time, and I only had two beers. <laughs> laugh with us or laugh at us. Either way, you're laughing, and we're responsible. Find all of the links to our social media as well as major listening platforms on our website, twobeardsplease.com. And we're back. Chinatown. Do we all agree it should be on the INDB top 250 list? And do we agree that number 157 is the correct number for it? Jimmy, I'll start with you. Yes and yes. Uh, maybe a little lower, but yes, I do. I do enjoy this movie. I think I very much enjoy the ending of this film. Okay, Kelly. I can agree that it's on the list, but I think it should be in the 200 to 250 range. I agree with Kelly. I think it should be there, but I think it's more, I should be closer to 200, 250 range. Um, let's start with the ending then, Jimmy, because a lot of the reviews, either people loved it or they absolutely ruined the movie for them. What do you like about the movie? I mean, the ending. I did not see it coming. When there. you first saw it? When I first saw it. I remembered it the second time. So, well, I would hope <laughs> if you like if you like the movie that much. Um, I agree. I didn't see it coming, but also at the same time, I feel like it just like stopped. I feel like it just like was like we just stopped the movie and then that's it. But it made sense, like why he was killed and no, like the whole entire like, who thing. was killed the the husband. Oh, oh, okay, Mr. Okay. But the thing is, it's not that it doesn't make sense. It's just like. Me and Matt kind of talked about this previously, but it's just like, I guess I've seen movies that are so similar to this, that this movie feels dated for me. So the ending didn't feel super impactful for me. Also, I know there's a sequel and I'm not sure how that really like works with this movie. I think you're supposed to just ignore the sequel. Okay. Well, oh, really? I just heard the sequel's not good. Well, now know. now in the history of cinema, yeah, we'll ignore the sequel. But when they made the sequel, you're not supposed to just be like, this was just a random movie we made. But I also like that the ending, it's not a good end. It's not a happy ending. Well, it was supposed to have one. I know, and it wouldn't have worked. I think it ended well I was where the, the, the grandfather father gets his uh, granddaughter daughter. And he's like, don't worry. I got her. And uh, Jack Nicholson, they're just like, forget about it. It's... It's just. I will say, once reading why they wanted to change it, it made more sense. With like, I think Roman Polanski was like he did it because now everything's happy ending, and it was a lot to do with Sharon Tate and how he felt and all that stuff, and it was just very abrupt. And I get that. It just felt like it was leading, 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 and then it just stopped. And they were like, "Jake, it's time, Chinatown credits roll." I don't think that it was abrupt for me. The ending. I just don't think whether or not it was a happy ending or the ending, the ending that we have. I just feel like it didn't really ch either of those endings won't change how I feel about the movie. I don't think it was anything great. And again, I think it's just because for me, it's dated. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I prefer the original ending compared to the 
I mean, I prefer this darker ending, the theatrical ending versus what they had planned. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I just didn't, you know, it wasn't, it it felt like for me, this movie, I always knew it was going to have a dark ending. Mm -hmm. There was no way it was going to have a happy ending. We're in the 1970s now, so we're not restricted by anything. And maybe because I just was like, I didn't, and me and Kelly kind of talked about this before. I didn't really understand anything about like what they were talking about with Chinatown. Yeah. And like, I think because of that, now that like me and Kelly talked about it, it makes more sense that it's just kind of like, you know, it's Los Angeles. It's like this certain area, whatever. It's just, it's not like things will happen perfectly. It's supposed to be like really like realistic and you know, the real life back then. Yeah. And I feel like I maybe reading it more about what Chinatown was supposed to mean to Roman Blansky in, in the movie. I kind of got it. I just wish there was a little more, I don't know, just, I don't know. I just felt like it ended so quickly and then I didn't understand it. And now I, I get it now, but I still just feel like I wish there was a little more at the end. I think, yeah, I think the whole Chinatown like analogy is like, you really have to understand the reason, like the reason for it and what it actually stands for to really get what was going on. So like, I did a deep dive because I didn't understand it either. I mean, generally analogies from deeply racist undertones in the fact that what they said was they overheard a cop being like, you know, in Chinatown, there's so many different dialects, like thick accents that we don't know when the people in Chinatown, when they're asking us for help, we don't know exactly what's going on. We don't know what they're telling us. So we don't know whether or not we're actually helping them or worsening the the progress so they don't know whether or not they're doing they're actually helping them or they're worsening the issue so what i saw from this movie was that jack nicholson was trying to do all this stuff to help but he also may have just made the entire issue worse because had he not gotten involved then cross would have never known that Catherine was with faye dunaway's character so it's just kind of like When they at the end, when they're like, that's Chinatown, they're just like, you know, this is just a situation that is out of our hands. We don't know what's going on. And it's just kind of like you have to take it as it is. Yeah. And I also read that like it was that. And then apparently like the it was supposed to just be more about like also like moral corruption and just like Hollywood itself of how like you literally like Hollywood can literally take you and like theoretically just like throw you aside and leave you for dead. And it's just that's how it works. And no one really questions it. Yeah. I just thought like. I, I, that's why I was like, why not just focus that on L.A. and not just Chinatown? That's what I was getting confused by. Because I feel like L.A., you could use that analogy as well. Because Chinatown is a much uh, better title. As opposed to Los LA. Angeles? <laughs> I guess. I guess. Um, we did bring up, me and Kelly, Kelly, you were saying this, and I kind of agree that it's a good movie. You enjoyed it. There was like elements you really loved about it, but you've seen it before because now it's such a common thing yeah like the story and the detective and all that stuff i feel like now it gets so elevated like with knives out like it's just a like murder mystery and all that stuff did you feel that way Jimmy? because i kind of felt that way um when i watch a movie i try to picture myself sitting in a theater back in 1970 whatever it came out mm-hmm. and and i try to block out all the other films i had seen and try to focus on just this one. And then if I think about it, I'm like, oh yeah, that was like Knives Out. But I don't think that this is like Knives Out. I'm like, oh, Knives Out is like Chinatown. So I think of it as this film. 
is still referenced today and was used as a mold for other mystery movies and detective noir movies and stuff like that. And I agree with you. And I think that's why like, I really, I like the movie, but I can't say I loved it because I'm like, I just feel like I've seen it like sort of like, I think was it with you that were saying for North by Northwest that like, you've seen it done before. So it felt a little outdated. Yeah. I feel like that with more of this than North by Northwest. I still love it. The craftsmanship was great. It literally felt like, I almost had to like see when this movie was made because like it felt like it was in the 30s. Like it was just really, it was very well done, well written. The score, the directing, all that stuff, the acting. I just was like, there's that little part that me from going from like to love that I just couldn't go because I felt like I've seen it already. And yeah. that, the reviews said that too. I agree. And I understand what Jimmy is saying. Yeah. It's just like the thing is, is that this movie did get like my brain like going. Mm hmm. And as soon as I saw the mistress, the problem is, is that I can try my hardest to put myself into those shoes, which sometimes it works like with North by Northwest. It worked being like, OK, from their point of view, this is like amazing. Mm -hmm. But from this point of view, it was harder for me because I already knew I'm like, that's not his real mistress. And I was like, the thing is, is that knowing Roman Polanski, I'm just like, this is going to be somewhat fucked up. I'm like, it's either their secret daughter or. Or, you know, something of that sort. And it did end up that way. So the thing is, is that because my brain was already trying to unravel it. And we've seen movies that have, like, gone even further in the fucked up territory. That it's just like, oh, okay. Like, you know, yeah, that's probably an amazing twist back in the 1970s, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, but, uh, well, also, to be fair, I don't really watch a lot of movies from the 1970s. I really don't. I, I really only that's like Jimmy's favorite 1970s. That's Jimmy's favorite era for me. It's like I I've only seen like slashers really from mm -hmm. it. So like I just didn't find it like as impactful, but it's like it was a good twist, but it's something that already had ran through my head. So I was like, oh, OK. Also, it might have hurt me, Jimmy, when you were like, don't go into this movie. There's a big twist. I was expecting a big twist. And yes, I didn't see that coming, but I also was like. Well, I was I expecting bigger. I didn't see it coming because when I first watched this, I was like, okay, so it's like a all the president's men where it's like political scandal, blah, 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 stuff like that. He's trying to get into the bottom of it. And then you just keep going and going. And then you find out that, oh, whoopsies, the entire plot of this film was surrounding this girl who is the daughter and sister of this woman. And her father was raping her. And... Now she's trying to get away from her father with the like that's what that's what the story ended up. I did not see it going there. Granted, yeah, I agree with that. And also I thought she was I wasn't understanding when she kept saying like my daughter, my sister. I'm like, why does she keep repeating herself? Because she But that I my daughter, my sister, my daughter. Yeah. My sister. But I thought it was just like And this, he's like, What's wrong with you? And then Because he kept slapping her each time I'm like, is this supposed to be like because something I'm not understanding. You didn't know because you didn't know if she was telling the truth or not. No, oh, it's yeah. my daughter. No, it's my sister. And then eventually he's like, "Oh, it's his daughter and her sister." Which is why I give a lot of credit to the writing because I was very, I was waiting to see what happened. Like it might have got slow at parts. Like I was telling Kelly, when they became a couple, I kind of it kind of became very slow then because I didn't really feel like that needed to happen. No, yeah, I agree with you. Like, I started zoning in and out because I was just like, all right, now we're, like, in familiar territory. She's either going to be telling the truth or she's going to betray him. Yeah. So it was just kind of, it was like what we said with North by Northwest, like, falling into a trope. Yeah. So it was just like, it's either one or the other but at also, this point. To Jimmy's credit, I think 
because she was in the movie a little bit more at that point, I was like interested in her character, which then made me angry that like her dad didn't die given the ending. So to me, that's why I didn't love the ending. Cause I was well, wanting because something else. I was not invested bad guys in her always character. Win. Well, no, I know bad it. Guys always and they, she was right in front of him and shot him and it only hit his arm. Yeah, I was like, they oh shot my her God. and went right through the yeah, eye. Yeah, I know. I was not expecting <laughs> he, the eye. Like, I was like, oh my that, God. That eye was like, oh, snap. There was, was a like, reason for the big. eye. I read it. There was a it's reason. It's because they said her eye like was, a, there was like a freckle in her, um, like a green speck in her iris. And like, that, that's the eye she got shot through. Yeah, like there was a reason behind the eye, but. So yeah, maybe, maybe the more I think about it, the more I, I get everything. It's just like, I don't know. There was just something that I was like, I maybe, maybe because I'm seeing all these other movies now. And thinking about that first. No, yeah. I think it just has to do with it being dated because I have, I don't know. I didn't know anything about Chinatown going into it. And when I was watching it, I didn't read any summaries. I didn't watch any trailers. I just put it on. So I was like a blank fucking slate watching this movie. And I still kind of, you know, if I, I still wasn't like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, for example, North My Northwest, which is the most recent one we saw. I still was like super shocked by the risque. Mm-hmm. But like this one, for some reason, I was just like, I've seen this before. So I'm not shocked by like anything. Mm-hmm. Like it's like, yes, I didn't expect the mother daughter thing, but it was just kind of like because I've seen things that have just been worse or yeah. like along that line that I was just like, oh, yeah, that's a that's a pretty good twist. But, like, for me, the impact was not as great as it could have been. I agree. No, that I, th- I think it, it's I not think that it, we're, it's not, it's like, I think we agreed that it's not that it's a bad twist. It's a good movie. I think it's just things it, are getting more, it's outdated to us, so it's yeah. getting harder to separate. Yeah. Yeah. So, and like Jimmy said, like, you know, you got to try and put yourself in the seats of the people who are watching it. And it's like, generally, I try to do that. But mm-hmm. the problem is, Same. is that. Because I know it's a mystery, I'm trying to unravel it in my head. Exactly. And I'm already going down all these other paths because I've seen movies already gone down these paths. I can't just like block off like rape. Like, no, yeah. I can't incest. Like, I can't block that off because we have like Game of Thrones and everything exactly. out there now. So and it's I think like, that also is testament to the directing that they made it. I read that they were going to have this like narration and all that, but they kept it very first person where you were finding out things that Jack Nicholson was finding out. And I think also because I loved Jack Nicholson in this movie that yeah. like you just were like, you wanted him to do certain things like okay do this what are you doing there like that's not the right spot like go like go here it was almost like you want to do like a choose your own adventure situation yeah which i i really liked did you like jack nicholson i enjoy i, I enjoy jack nicholson Can I, you, you're like a hit or miss with him right yes um i enjoy him and i enjoy him for the most part i i did not enjoy him i can i can tell you right now, i did not enjoy him in one flew over the cuckoo's nest and i do not enjoy him in terms of endearment i do enjoy him here and i do enjoy faye dunaway so and do you know who played uh Faye Dunaway's father? Huston. John Huston or Houston. That's I don't know who like a Houston's father. Yes, 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 yes. And they were dating who, at the time. Do you know Sorry. I knew that. Yes. Okay. <laughs> when you said that, I was like, Angelica Houston and John Houston were dating at that time? Well, no. they saw the movie. They were like, uh, let's it, try. It, did you see my face? I was like, what? Well, I thought like I was ruining something who, for do you. Do you know who played Evelyn's butler? Yeah, it's yeah. Um, James James Wong? Hong. Hong. Hong, yeah. I the first I, I was like, that's the guy from everything ever all at well, once. In the in the credits, it's like James Hong. And I was like, oh, he was acting back then. Well, they, that's that the whole the whole um award season when like they would win, like he they pretty much were like, you give a speech because literally his IMDB is like four hundred movies. Like yeah. he's done so much. 
But yeah, I, Faye Dunaway I liked. I liked her better in Network, though. I well, think. that's where she won her Oscar. Yeah, I didn't realize like this and Network were right close to each other. Like one flew over the cuckoo's nest, and like I, the seventies was very I mean, busy. Jack for them Nicholson too. won like seventeen Oscars. Yeah. So, but like Faye Dunaway has her one Oscar. I was telling your brother, if Jack Nicholson wasn't in this movie, I probably wouldn't have cared for it at all, to be honest, because he's the person that really, like, drew me in, and I was, like, magnetized towards his performance. Yeah. Faye Dunaway, I didn't care for her in this movie at all, because I was just like, because who was it that they had in mind besides her? Jane Fonda, a few people. Jane Fonda and them, and I was like, I can see it, so that's why I'm just like. But she played like the tw- um the thirties forties very well. I liked Which how she fine. played her character. I liked how she was so buttoned up in the beginning, and as the movie went on, she like unraveled. Yeah, which is pretty much what the character like what the character was supposed to do. So I thought she did a good job. And there. also, and I was telling Kelly this like a lot of reviews were like they love Jack Nicholson because it was an Oscar performance that wasn't like an Oscar performance. There wasn't like this huge monologue scene or yelling scene or. Spit and snot flying everywhere, even though I love those scenes. But there but was. Not for Jack Nicholson. When he's smacking her. That's not really like him like going. There wasn't a scene where it's just like, this is the scene they're definitely going to use. There was a Viola Davis fences scene where yeah. snot's literally running down her nose. And, well, that's and, also that Viola Davis the help. <laughs> and I'm not saying that's Doubt. a bit. Viola Davis, there's a lot of crying. A lot of snaps. I'm not saying that's a bad thing, crying. but like this was one of those two ones where I'm like, I actually would have loved it. If he, I didn't watch the guy who won from that um, that other movie, but um, I would love that he won one because it was such a subtle performance, but so like he he did a lot at the same time, and I was like I was entranced by him. I was like I forget that Jack Nicholson is like such a good actor because I think of just him being like crazy in interviews like later in life, yeah, with like Jennifer Lawrence and stuff like that. I think of that more, and I forget like. He's a really good actor. I just like wanted him to come. Like he was on screen most of the time, but I was just like, just bring him in. I think just bring he's him in, in every scene of the film. He is. So like, but I was just like, he's the only reason that I'm like sucked into this right now because his performance is just so magnetic and he's mm-hmm. so charismatic. Again, like I would not have cared for this movie if he wasn't, if it was if he wasn't in it and if it wasn't his acting, yeah, he he was very good. But like, a lot of the reviews, like a lot of the reviews, said like this is one of the best film noir movies, best de- uh, detective drama. What do you think? I know you like seventies, so like this is the seventies making you know going back to the thirties and forties. So it's see, and you like both. I think actually you like seventies and film noir. I'm not a big. I'm a, I thought you were. I'm a big. I like seventies film noir. Okay. Not film noir and 70s. I like film noirs that take place in the 70s. Okay. But this film took place in the 30s, but it still felt like the had that gritty. Had that 70s gritty feel, which mm-hmm. I enjoyed. It was almost, that, and I was telling Kelly this, it had that, which I liked, it had that modern take on a film noir for that time, which I was like, I, I liked the vibe it was giving off, like the score. Everything just felt very classic, but like elevated, which I liked. I think I liked I liked the first hour of the film a lot. Mm-hmm. The second hour up until the very end, I didn't care for too much. Yeah, which I know is like the meat of it, but it was just like, again, it's like what Matt said. Like, I kind of knew they were going to get together, and then when they finally get together, it was one of those not because I hate it, but this is just like how I'm going to sit like describe it. It was a roll your eyes moment in the fact that I was like, here we go. Like yeah. now we're going back on a, like a normal path. Yeah. So that's when I started losing interest. Cause I was just like, you know, we're going to, she's going one way or the other. We're going to figure out which way she's going to go. 
and then something shocking is going to happen at the end. Like, you know, that kind of formulaic like mm-hmm. went into play. And that's kind of like, again, like we've talked about like simple plots where it's like we know where it's going, but if they can do it really well, that makes it stand out. Yeah. I don't know what it is for this. It was just like it was working and then it just kind of my interest went. But again, I just think it's because it was it's dated in terms of mystery films for me. But now I'm trying to think if I wonder if it's because the reason that Jimmy said that a lot of people really enjoy this one as like the best neo-noir film because it's like a 70s version of the 30s and 40s noir, newer noir. I think so. I would I would agree with Jimmy because we're talking about a 70s version of film noir, but we're talking about a 70s version that has the 70s grit and because you know that it's it's filmed like like a 1930s but mm-hmm. it's like you know that they're not restricted. Oh yeah. That yeah, maybe that maybe that's why people really like cuz it Everyone always wanted more, and maybe like this gave it to so the more. Yeah, so you have that film noir style that people like, but you're also having it without that restriction. Oh yeah, and it still looks like a 1930s film, especially with the way they're acting and everything. Like if they, I think they've tried so many times to do something like that modern day, like our present time, and it just like doesn't like really work. Like I'm, I'm thinking of like I don't know why, and I could be completely off the mark, like Gangster Squad and stuff like that. Like I don't know, they put like weird spins on it, and it just doesn't work. They try to do, yeah, they've tried to make versions of it, and I don't think it it's worked. But I did have a question. I read that the like this one has the most iconic line, which was "Forget it, Jake, it's Chinatown." Do you, do you think that's an iconic line? Because I've really never heard I think that it's until an iconic line, but it's not the most iconic line. I was just saying because I've, I've never, never heard, heard of it until the movie. Oh, I, I have before, so that but like in other movies seen, or like just people before saying. Before I've it. seen the movie, I, I I knew it was the the big quote of this film. Um, anything else to share before we move on? No. Do you have any reviews? I do have some reviews. I, I have need two. some reviews. So I have a uh, half a star from Yakov. Okay, and it's Puplansky. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Okay, I'm back. <laughs> Okay, and now another half a star from Mr. Crockett. Okay. Guys, let me explain. My guy actually fucked his daughter and had a child. Said child is somehow not handicapped. I don't know how this is possible. The Joker doesn't play a very good role here because his real name is a mystery. Velma and the Scooby Game gang couldn't solve this shit. Oh my God, for real, for real. Oh my God, man. Name is Gitta, Giddy, Gits, Giddies, or Git. I don't know. He needs medical, he needs mental assistance. And in... All in all, it is a decent movie at best, <laughs> but it doesn't live up to the hype. Moonfall was way better. Morbius <laughs> tops this easily. <laughs> it's Morbin time. This is hilarious. I have to give him the last name aspect because we just had that conversation. <laughs> is it Gits? Is it Giddies? What is it? Um, anything else? I give out like five star maybe? No, he's a five star. Okay. Exterior. Oh, this is from Oru. Okay. Exterior. Chinatown. Night. Jack Nicholson. Hey, it's uh, Chinatown or something. Fade out. Five stars. They're very ambiguous with Chinatown, so you know what? Uh, I'll give it to you. Okay. From Bushi. <laughs> this is a five star. I like the one with animals better. <laughs> Damn, this is good. That was crazy, and the ending makes it. The acting is superb. The writing is great. The dialogue feels super real. Now, do I think the movie throws too much information at the viewer? Like... I don't need to know the surname of the friend's second cousin twice removed who's staying for the weekend in the third room on the second floor. It's too much to remember for viewers with pea-sized craniums like myself, but that's really my only grievance and it's a genius movie. (laughs) 
I, I what, agree with what, parts what, of that. What movie with animals is he talking That's what about? I was he's confused about, by. Is he, is he talking about um, Roger Rabbit? Mm, oh, maybe. Maybe. Yeah, because I have all the animals. I'm sorry. These reviews are so funny. Anymore? Or that's it? No, that's all. You only get two for this one. Okay. Well, you give us more than two, but okay. Well, you get two, two, oh, two, two each. positive, two, two negative. Two okay. Um, before we move on to the back end, I need to talk about the knife scene. Was anyone else surprised? I, I wasn't expecting that, was that much. That Polanski. No, I know. But I didn't realize how much went into that until reading it. I was like, oh, it's going to be like little Nick. When no, the whole I, face of blood. I was like, I had to go back. I'm like, did I miss him? Like I did cutting too. the whole nose off? I do. I went back and I was he just like. like I was like, I, I was know, like, wait, hold on. Did he just cut through his nostril? And then I, I cringed. I know. I, cringed. I was like, oh, oh, I was horrible. like, however they did it, they did a good job. Cause I was like, I had to go back and be like, that's a lot of blood. I well, was they like, said they, he almost did actually nick his entire nose off. Cause they said Roman Polanski had to hold the prop knife a certain way. And if he like moved even just a little, he was going to actually slice his nose. He also hated Jack Nicholson probably at that point. Be like, I'm going to kill you if you don't do this correctly. <laughs> you but, and your TV. But literally I was thinking about it and I was like, oh my God, this is like thinking of a paper cut to your I eye. Know, <laughs> I, I know. Like, I was like, this is horrible. Or like to a nose. <laughs> <laughs> and I kept touching my nose and I was like, oh my God, I couldn't do that. <laughs> We're moving on to win, lose. <laughs> so the game, you guys like the tagline. So I brought it back. Oh, God. Did okay. you like it? I thought you did. Um, <laughs> Chinatown takes place in Los Angeles. Now, guess the movie that takes place in Los Angeles based on the tagline. Are you ready? Yes. That's Jimmy. We're going to start off real. We're going to hear that noise. <laughs> We're going to start off real easy. So it's probably to the buzzer. Okay. The ninth film from Quentin Tarantino. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yes. That's not fair. That was just speed. That was speed. That's what I said. This one, some of them might be speed. Okay. Here's to the fools who dream. Jimmy. Not land. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Everything's, everything is suspect. Everyone's for sale. And nothing is what it seems. Is it the usual suspects? No. LA Confidential? Yes. Never okay, seen this one's probably going to be speed, I think. Probably um, not. The man with the patch has escaped New York. Try LA in the apocalypse. <laughs> that was Jimmy. Uh, escape from New York. No. Is that Escape from L.A.? Yes. Yeah, it's about fucking L.A. <laughs> I was like, I was like, is he serious? Well, I thought he was escaping New York. Too. Well, that's a different one. <laughs> it's not in L.A. Um, okay. I lost. So, Kelly, you got one, but there's one more. I still lost. They're not that nice. Bad boys? No. Can you give me a hint? They're not that nice. Nice? Nice. The, the nice guys? Yes. Okay, Kelly got two. Sorry, Kelly, you lost. <laughs> I know. I love the nice guys, though. That's such a great movie. That's why I was so like, underrated. Nice, Kelly. I was just nice. like, I was like, duos, duos. I was just like, I was like, cop duos. <laughs> Moving on to MVP, LVP, Jimmy. What is your most valuable player? The ending. Kelly. Jack Nicholson. I'll say Jack Nicholson as well. Jimmy, your LVP, your least valuable player. The, um, um, I don't know. Um, you not have any? You can't say I don't know. I'm thinking. I, I think it's uh, just um, Faye Dunaway's aim. Okay. Okay. That's fair. Oh, okay. I was like, when did she shoot pew. anything? Pew, pew. Uh, Kelly? I'm going to say time because it just didn't age I was well, Okay. I'm going to take time. that as well because I was trying to think, how do I say outdated for the LVP? But I'll, get, I'll go with time as well. Jimmy, we're moving on to... Ratings. Are you ready? Yeah. I will give this a 7.5. Kelly. I was going to give it a 
And I'm going to give it an 8. <gasps> are we going to be close? 7.7. We are not. Um, <laughs> the IMDb rating was 8.2. We had 7.7. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Time for Jimmy to... That's Jimmy's voice when he wants to do the clues. So go, Clue go. Time. Okay, okay, okay. So it's considered one of... Th- it is considered the best film of all time. Oh, okay. I was like, what are we doing? Uh, <laughs> there's a snow globe and there's a sled. That's all you get. I like it's- the clues. I think those are those are good. Um, Stay tuned for that episode, guys. If you guessed it already, you know what we're doing. So listen to us. Uh, see you later. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. You can hear us anywhere you listen to podcasts. And we want to hear what you think. So leave us a review. Give us some likes on social media at Pop Poor Review. Click around www.poppoorreview.com. Become a member of our Patreon page, patreon.com backslash review for exclusive content and drink recipes. And one last thing before you go, make sure to check out the Titan Media Collective and Titan Cast Network. Enjoy the rest of your movie Monday. That was a Titan Cast episode.